Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. What a great episode I have for you today. I am equally excited about all of the guests I have. So I have three guests. I have Sean William Scott, and I have Cootie and Chike, who directed and produced the film Genius on Netflix. It's actually um, a documentary. I think it's a a four-part documentary, but um, I'm going to call it a film. (laughs) But yes, I had been waiting to interview all of these amazing people for so long. So I was on a vacation last week with my family, and I spent um, the better part of one morning doing these interviews, which caused a little bit of stress with my husband um, because I was working. But you know, Shit happens and uh, we made it through. But anyway, before I get started with the interviews, I just want to plug the movie The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I know I'm a little late in watching this, but I watched it on the plane and I was so obsessed with it. Jessica Chastain is so good and I just wish that I was around to enjoy Tammy Faye. I feel like she was like my spirit animal. I just, I love her so much. Um, And I also watched The House of Gucci, which I thought was a good story, but I found the accents terribly distracting. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, they did their best with the Italian accents. And um, I guess I might be the only one who thinks this since Lady Gaga just won the New York um, Film Critics Circle Award for Best Actress. Oh, also Jessica Chastain won um, Best Actress in the BAFTAs and um, she won a Critics' Choice Award as well. So that's why you should watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And again, you can watch House of Gucci too, but I would totally recommend um, Tammy Faye over that. Anyway, let's start the podcast out with Sean William Scott, who's promoting his new show on Fox, The Flatch. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list because he's so funny. I feel like everything he's in is so hilarious. Um, But yeah, so here's Sean William Scott. It's like Christmas morning for me. I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited to talk to you. Come on, really? No, I swear, you you. you don't even get it. I mean, you're like, so I am a millennial and you are a millennial's wet dream, okay? Just forgive me, you are. I mean, honestly, you were my my childhood. By the way, I don't think I've ever heard anything like more amazing than that. Wait, really? We might as well just end the interview now. (laughs) I mean, how can you beat that? Okay, fine. Just just get ready, just get ready. I might put that in a t-shirt, just wear it around and just be like, I was told... That I was a millennial's wet dream. I mean, let's start a podcast. I feel like that is it right there. That is the biggest moneymaker ever. <laughs> well, I don't know if you realize this, but millennial content is coming back slowly because of TikTok, because of honestly the Super Bowl. So, Sean, do not be surprised if all of a sudden your agent is like, yo, your shit's blowing up, man. Like they're trying to do reboots of this, of that, <laughs> of this. No, seriously, it's going to be road trip, American pie. You're going to be the most sought after human ever. I'm not kidding. Just wait. Mark my words, man. That's so funny. Mm -hmm, That is mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I mean, okay. 
So quickly, let's talk about your new show, The Flash, which premieres, I believe, Thursday, uh, the, the yeah. St. Patty's Day, right? Like tomorrow, no? Oh, yeah, that is tomorrow. Okay. It's tomorrow's Thursday. No, no, no. You're I, right. You're right. I never know what day it is. I nope. never know the date, but only because the show's airing tomorrow do I actually know tomorrow's the 17th. But yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, paid to, you're paid to know tomorrow's date. <laughs> I'm yeah. very upset if I get the wrong date out. But yes. um, yeah, I think for most cities, it uh, it airs at 9.30 on okay. Fox. And then they're doing something really cool where they're, they're releasing the first seven episodes on Hulu. So you can also watch it there and just kind of binge it. Oh, like. I like that so much better, honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, if I feel like waiting week to week is like for peasants at this point. It's like we've all gotten a taste of streaming, so... Why do that to us? Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, no, so what's, true, what's it about? Not about a whole lot, to be honest, which is kind of great. Oh. I mean, it's, 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 well, and you'll understand when I describe it, but, like, it's about a documentary crew that uh, travels to Flatch, Ohio, which is a, it's a fictional town, but it's mm -hmm. a very, very small town and mainly follows these two cousins okay. that uh, are these, like, kind of lovable idiots i guess you know just kind of like aimless trying to figure their lives out trying to figure out what to do from day to day and then the rest of the kind of weirdo town folk and that is pretty much it and it's okay. really really funny i mean it has a it definitely has a vibe similar to parks and rec and um mm. like letter kenny um yeah. which two shows that i love but i love uh, parks and rec also yeah, Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, is amazing. I feel like anything that you're in is very funny. You have this way about you, Sean, that is like you are a you are very magnetic to watch on screen, right? And I don't oh, know please. if thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But and you are. And I don't know if this ever bothers you, but and uh, I don't know. It's like you're you're really good at playing these characters, these silly characters. Does it ever bother you to be typecast like that? Or are you kind of just like I enjoy it? I no. it's cool. No, you you're cool. No, you know, at the beginning of my career, I, I was really, because I'd always wanted to do dramatic films. I never thought about comedy, even though I loved oh. watching. Um, yeah. And then, you know, soon after I got American Pie, I was like, oh, great. Okay, so hopefully, because this thing was successful, mm -hmm. you know, I can land like a really, like, dark part. Yeah. And then I did American Pie too, And then <laughs> I did Dude, Where's My Car? And yeah. then, you know, so I think you know, when I was younger, there was a part of me that was, like, kind of anxious of to do other things. And then really quickly, I was like, this is such a blessing to try to make people laugh. And yeah. I, I always, you know, when I would scripts, I thought, man, the, the inappropriate, wild, funny guy is so much more fun mm -hmm. than playing the kind of dud. So yeah. I was always aware that I was like this is gonna this is gonna typecast me. Mm -hmm. but I really don't care. Like, you don't you know, care. I always try to make the best of what was given to me, and it's never been like I had like ten movies to choose from. It was mm -hmm. always like, okay, this is this is something that I think I can do something with and hopefully it creates you know other opportunities yeah I love the way that you think you're you're very humble and you're very positive and it's not that I didn't think you were going to be like that but you something else is you're not 
you're not, um, I don't know, there's a lot of actors, the more actors I talk to on a regular basis, they're, they're kind of snobby about just, you know, once they start getting typecast, but I love your outlook about this. I love it. And oh, something, thank you. yeah, something else is like, I was talking to this other actor, Chris Lowell, who I think is amazing. And he's in so many yeah. Oscar films. And he's just like, listen, I, every single week I say, I'm going to retire because I'm not getting calls and I'm not getting jobs. And it was shocking to me how, um, you guys, you know, as very prominent actors also feel this insecurity that the rest of us feel in media. And in, you know what I mean? Like I feel that way every week yeah. and just to hear him say that. And just sort of to hear you kind of say, you know, th these are the parts I'm getting and I'm grateful for them. It, it feels good just to have, you know, have this relatability about you, you know, it's like, it's so nice. It well, really thank is. You. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I have great parents and like, I, and I always had, you know, perspective. I was like, this is an, un like the first American Pie was the first real acting gig that I had. And I knew that I had won the lottery. I mean, even wow. before I had any idea that the movie was going to, you know, be a success. I was like, man, I'm in a movie. I'm on a movie set <laughs> yes. getting to play make believe yes. and playing this crazy character. And I felt that way with every single project, you know, I was like, I can't believe I get to do what I do. Yeah. Even the ones that turn out to be total garbage. <laughs> like, it was like, all right, the movie's terrible, but you know what? I feel so lucky that I got a chance to do it. So I yeah. think have to. the moment that you lose, especially in this business, if you don't appreciate the opportunity, then you're insane. You know, oh. then something's wrong. Oh my gosh. Let's be friends. You're amazing. I mean, okay, wait. So, okay. <laughs> but don't you agree though? Cause you, I mean, you heard anybody say like, eh, I don't know, it's acting so right. You're like, you're in a movie. What are you I feel like, about? no, I have heard people act like that. Are you kidding me? I feel like you haven't. I do too. And it, yeah. I don't talk to them. I don't hang out with those people. I was going to say you shouldn't because it's like, yeah, you have this whole different perspective, which is so incredible. And now you got married um, right before the pandemic, 2019. It's, yeah. you know, to each his own, you waited a while. And I, I kept thinking to myself, I mean, you, and you don't really have to answer this, but you must've had girls throwing themselves at you in the early 2000s up until, you know, whenever you decided to settle down. I can't even imagine. You must've literally no, had no trouble. I, I, what? No. No, honestly, you know, here's the thing. Not at all. I, I, but also in the beginning, in that, in that time, yeah, I was just so focused on like, trying to build my career you know it was like yeah. I was I was the busiest by far in my career that, uh, in that I would say from 2000 to 2008 so I wasn't messing yes. around I was like man I gotta do everything I can to try to see if I can make this last for a while and yeah but I also think that the the girls that I would meet um it was more if you think about the characters that I played it wasn't like I was playing you know I wasn't Brad Pitt I on know. a horse in Legends of the Fall. I was playing the wild guy. So I think a lot of them were like, like wanted to party more than, you know. That's like funny. I mean, so, my yeah. friends and I loved you. We were obsessed with you. So we were like, in when American Pie came out, I was in eighth grade and we snuck into the theater to go see it. We were like, holy shit, that guy's so hot. We're obsessed with him. And you were part of That's my- amazing. No, seriously, you, I had a poster of you, the whole cast on my wall, along with my NSYNC posters and my other boy band shit. It was Wait, like- I was, I was, yeah. I was with, every, with NSYNC? Yeah, I was obsessed with them. Yes, totally. That's so great. Yes, insane. By the way, my wife, she yeah. she was, I think, 13 
like her her mom and dad went to see American Pie, and oh. she was like, "I want to see, I want to see it." So her yeah. parents took her to American Pie. I was like, first of all, like that makes me feel so old. But um, but wait, so wait, what what year were you born? I was eighty. I'm eighty four. I'm thirty seven. So I'm like okay, right. So yeah, she was born in eighty seven. So oh, okay. Like, okay. Similar, similar yes, yeah. totally similar. But I'm That's dying. So cool. Her parents must have wanted to die when she's like, "Oh, hey, I'm marrying Stimpler." What? I'm literally shook by this. I know. You know, the I'm thing shook. is, I thought about that. And I thought about the movie, and it's like, okay, what gross stuff? I was like, oh my god, the the peeing beer scene. Yes, uh, that's such a, but not to mention, what a weird film to watch yes. with your. Yes. Yes. I think, I don't know if she was 13 or 11. I would like, die, Sean. But I, I think like, her dad die. kind of was cool. I yeah. think he was cool because he, he is funny. Her dad's like very funny. And so yeah. I think he's like, wow, you're marrying Stifler. Wait, All that's right. so amazing. So I saw your wife. She's super beautiful and she looks young. She, I thought she was like a little younger than me. So you were, yeah, totally right. Um, But no, you were part of this whole just, oh my gosh, teen angst obsession. So that, I mean- that in itself, like, I feel like if I were you, I would just, like, retire right now and just, like, no, I'm just kidding. That's amazing. But, wow. yeah, I'm I'm so excited just to see just everything that you're you're doing. And I, I love that you're getting back on TV. It's so amazing. And the last thing I just kind of wanted to ask you was when you did Dukes of Hazard, I just always was so curious. I mean, did you – I know, like, everybody was probably obsessed with Jessica Simpson. Did you feel any – sort of need to flirt with her or did Johnny Knoxville just kind of take over there and kind of swoop in? He's like, Sean, I, I got this. Step back, step back, son. I got this. I, you know what? I, she was so sweet. I, she yeah. and I, I didn't get to see her much because like, we didn't have a ton of scenes together, mm-hmm. but we were always like, I thought really sweet friends. Aww. And, but I didn't see any flirting with her or Johnny. I, I, I kind of don't remember that experience shooting that movie. I mean, okay. but it was, I, you know, it was, I do remember it was like, you know, we had Burt Reynolds in it, yeah. which was, I mean, he's a legend. And then Willie Nelson. And um, it was a really cool experience in that regard. But okay, I don't remember, I don't remember anything kind of crazy going on. I remember that was a movie where like, I was just thinking, how do we make sure that yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I basically, kind of boring it. I so more. what you're saying is you were like Jessica Simpson, your legs and your boobs are nice and all, but Willie Nelson's over here. So bye. <laughs> bye, girl. Um, <laughs> let me go flirt with Willie. Yeah, exactly. Let me go talk to <laughs> Willie Nelson and Burt Reynolds. Your, your tits are like not interesting <laughs> to me. Sorry. Um, okay. Got That's it. So no. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much. I will let you finish your, your press tour. I am just, like no, I said, I'm, I'm so, I'm so proud of everything you're doing. I know that's silly to say, cause I'm not your mom or your relative, but you're awesome. So thank you that's for being so, so cool. Sweet. Yes. I got you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is very, very sweet. Oh, it was nice to meet you. Yeah. Great to meet you as well. Thank okay. you so much fun. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Take care. Okay, so that was Sean William Scott. I loved him. I mean, is he the nicest guy ever or is it just me? Yeah, he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Cootie and Chike. Now, I don't know if you guys have watched Genius on Netflix, but it's a great documentary. It's so interesting. And we really get into it, um, you know, talking about Kanye and, and everything that he's going through personally right now, too, which I found to be um, super cool that they were 
you know, okay with talking about it. So let me know what you guys think. I think you're going to find it interesting as well. Um, yeah, here's Cootie and Chike. Okay. Cootie, Chike, I, um, I'm gonna, I can admit when I'm wrong and I have to tell you, I thought at first all of the Kanye drama right now was like to promote the documentary when it first came out in February. <laughs> no, I did. I swear. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's only doing this because of his doc, blah, blah, blah. And now that it's still going on, I'm like, holy crap. He actually wasn't. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. But anyway, this, this is a work of art. You should be so incredibly proud, you two. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Now, when you first started filming this, did you have any idea that it would be so huge? I mean, I, I, when I first started filming Kanye, I, I, I seen, um, I seen it to be big, that like the whole dark period. But I, you know, we were all just moving in faith, you yeah. know, we, I didn't know Kanye was going to win Grammys, but I did know, you know, what I'm saying, I was, yeah, we was all hoping for that, you know, that was the the purpose of the doc. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna film, we gonna win Grammys, and this. You know, and that and that just go to show, like it, you know, mm. you can bring things to fruition. You know, like yes. uh, you can manifest things. And, and you know, I didn't know that at the time, but now in retrospect, it's like, yo, every we just manifested everything that we wanted. You know, you and, and that and that was the that's what we did to this movie to show to these dreamers that you can believe. I read the book Keys of Success by Napoleon Hill, and the thing it says says in the book is. If you can conceive and believe, you can achieve. Yeah. And it's really that simple. I love it. But, but it ain't going to mm -hmm. happen in your time. It's going to happen in God's time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I love that so much. And I fully agree with you. And it's so wonderful to hear you say that, that you almost manifested this. Because it's true. You did. I mean, I'm watching this and I'm like, he looks so little. I mean, and he wasn't. I mean, he's not that much <laughs> older than me. But I'm like, he looks like a, a toddler, a preschooler or something when he's, you know. Mm -hmm. So what did you, where did you store all this footage? This was bothering me the whole time. I was like, how did you keep this for 20 years? Like, I know this is not super important, but it's bothering me. So. <laughs> well, I got it stored and locked up nice now, but but before I just had it in duffel bags and shoe and shoe boxes. No way. Nike Shut up. shoe boxes. Yeah. No. yeah. And I would try I would travel when we, we when we moved to LA. I yeah. travel with that duffel bag. Stop. And, and when I came back to New York, I brought the duffel bag. When we did when we did Credit Patrol with Dang, yes! we started uh launched our website with them. I brought all the tapes of D D D one seventy two and just it was just sitting up in there in a closet somewhere. Like oh, you know, wait, but, did you ever check you know. it on a flight? Tell me you never checked it. Like you always had it with you, right? No. Yeah, no, no, I never checked it. Okay, good. Okay. That was also gonna bother me. <laughs> These are the things that Chike and Cootie that keep me up at night. Okay. I'm very sick in the head. I, <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's also so cool to me that you Cootie started everything on public access because obviously, you know, now that that's not a thing. I mean, you got all these people on your show and it's like, at this point, it's like, you can't book anybody on a show unless it has national viewership or, you know, a huge streaming platform. So things have changed so immensely from 20 years ago until now. And, and how do you think that's affected you and, and your jobs, both of you? I mean, I just say, like, you know, I would be the only one at a concert, you know, capturing the concert. Now, everybody's capturing the concert. So that's a, a little different, yeah. you know. Right. On the iPhones. But, uh, totally. 
right on my iPhone. And they, it, but, but one thing about it is, um, you know, sometimes people, I think we're not living in the now, you know, when we, when we do that. And I guess, I guess we are looking back at the footage because I was actually filming and, and living in that moment as well. Yeah. And it's, and it's great to go back and, and be able to see those moments, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I get why people pull their cameras, out, their camera phones out to, um, yeah. film things, but, uh, but now, you know, everybody's doing the chicken, what you That's got. Just, nah, it's definitely like, you know, it's so interesting. We always say like, we, when Cootie embarked on his journey, Netflix wasn't even thought of yet. Exactly. You, know I mean? you couldn't yes. even record on your phone. So, yes. you know, it's just a testament too, to like, you know, as far as like, you can't let your imagination get in the way of God's manifestation. Cootie mm. could never imagine that we would have been able to put this out on a platform that would be able to reach so many homes to be able to offer like, you know, what we feel is a, is a guide to moving in your passion. So we yes. feel like because of the pot, because of being able to have this reach, we're able to like impact people in such a positive way with this project. And a lot of that has to do with something that when Cootie set out to shoot, he couldn't even accept it that that would have even been you know, a possibility. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And, 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 and then my voice would be translated in like seven, eight <laughs> languages. I know. More than that. Yes. <laughs> You guys, it's an international sensation because that's truly what Kanye West is. He's an international phenomenon. I mean, he is it's it's so cool because he is going to make a mark on this world. And I am feeling very uneasy right now because his personal life is just going to get in the way of this. And and again, I told you guys at first I was like, this is all for show, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm actually, you know, I was kind of cool yeah. that it was all for show. And now I'm not cool with this because he really yeah. is so amazing that he's just going to he's going to fuck it up. Excuse my language. He's going to fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. I mean, are or, you guys? Or, or hopefully. Hope, yeah. Hopefully not. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, like I said, it's one of those things you can let your imagination get in God's manifestation and, and, and hopefully like hopefully then his narrative works for the better when it's all said and done you know what i'm saying maybe this journey is for something bigger and better and when it's realized it'll 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 help him and it'll help everyone yeah so because um and big i do agree with you you know what i'm saying i think uh we don't always agree with all of Kanye's actions and what he's done i'm Mm -hmm. just praying that you know it'll come full circle you know what i mean i'll just say one thing i just know god god got kanye you know what i mean i think too many instances that that God was right there with him. So even in these moments, I know God is with him. It's gonna and it's gonna get him through all all of this. Yeah. I just have hundred percent faith and confidence in that. So yeah, I mean, I I'm rooting for him. This is the thing. I think that he doesn't understand that people are rooting for him. They actually feel they feel for him. They feel um compassion for him. If 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 it's true yeah. that he's not seeing his kids, so it's like nobody nobody here is making him the villain. Um, I think a lot of the gossip columns are, and, and this is obviously just my opinion, but at this point, I don't know if you had seen the transition, yeah. you've known him for a really long time, but like, have you been through this before with him when he stops taking his meds and he kind of goes back and forth into this manic state? No, not, 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 um, to this level. No, not yeah. at- yeah, not to this level. Like I've yeah. been around yeah. when I when you see a movie when when um when I was filming, I put the camera down. But you know yeah. that was like just a few days, you know. So I of course I haven't been around yeah. like that. 
and he's he's gone through a lot, right? I mean, it's no secret his mom was, I mean, the footage that you got with his mother, you guys, I was crying. I was literally in tears. It was such good footage. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, Mama West, her spirit has been with us throughout, you know, mm-hmm. on earth and in heaven. So, you yeah. know, that, that's one thing that um, that I came to learn that we never die. Our spirits never die. And and our spirits all like our ancestors lead us, you know, in life. You know, we always say Jesus directs our movies, mm. you know, and it, it's Jesus and, and, and it's our ancestors right next to Christ. It's like, yo, look out and do this. Because when we did Benji, it, is, it all started with Benji. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen 30 for 30 we did uh, about Ben Wilson. And, okay. And Ben Wilson's spirit was with us the whole documentary mm-hmm. you wow. know, and, uh, and, I, and we felt and we felt his spirit wow that's and so i'll have to watch that yeah yes yeah, where is Benji. that available where is that is that on netflix as well or is that espn that's funny because i don't think i've ever i've never watched espn in my entire life but that's okay yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's, 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 it's never too late. so many people so many people haven't seen like like until they saw that and they were saying, "Man, I never even thought I would yeah. watch a sports doc because it's big. It transcends past like a basketball doc. It's really just a human story." Yeah. And so I feel like you'd be surprised when you when you when you see it at, at uh how it'll have an effect on you. Okay. No, I'm excited. I'll I'll put it on ESPN on demand. Um, something else I noticed, so, and this could just be me. You guys kind of made Damon Dash look like a bitch. I mean, like I don't know if that was on purpose or it just kind of naturally came nah, off. Nah, that definitely, way. definitely not on purpose. Damon Damon's a, a good friend of ours. Oh, like, okay. Sorry. Sorry. You guys kind of did make him look like a bitch, though. I don't know. No, if that was I mean, like... you know, footage just Cootie's footage just told the, the story as it was. But it's interesting because we did speak to Dame recently. And, okay. you know, you know, Dame did say like one thing that he never really got a chance to tell or never told Kanye was, you know, at that time, you know, Rockefeller is a subsidiary of a larger label. Definitely yeah. controlled the bag for the most part. So. Um, when they were ready to pull the, you know, the trigger on, on Kanye, they, they were trying to push another group, the Young Gunners, and so they didn't want to tell Kanye that Rock, that that Def Jam wasn't trying yeah. to put the money behind him because that would kind of he thought it would crush Kanye. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know what yeah. it would do to to him, so he just took it on the chin himself. Like he just never said it. But uh, mm. so he was kind of protecting him. That was his mindset. I want to protect him. Yeah, yeah, that was his. Okay. Damon's that type of person, you know what I mean? He definitely did believe in Kanye. And I, I'm sure business wise, yeah, it did make sense as a company to like keep him as a producer because he could potentially give you five platinum records as opposed to one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So I totally. the business mentality behind it. But Dave definitely saw like the brilliance in, in Kanye. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? You've cleared that up for me. I... <laughs> yeah. He bought. Dane bought all his equipment. All that equipment you see at when they're at the W recording. Like oh. Dane bought bought that whole set. He yeah. with that whole studio out there so he could record his album oh. when he broke his job. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And you know what's yeah. so crazy is I had no idea. I had no idea about his accident. I had no idea about him funding College Dropout. I mean, that to this day is still my favorite album, I think. Um, I mean, obviously I like all of his stuff, but I think that was my favorite coming out on the scene. I mean, I still 
I still listen to it on the treadmill. It's just, it's iconic at this point. It's like you guys, the three of you guys, you guys are, you guys are seriously icons. You really are your hip hop icons. You should be, you should be honestly like you could, you could die tomorrow and you'd make a mark on this world. No, it should, it should feel amazing. Does it? Really? Does it feel, do you guys feel good? Do you feel proud? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, blessed. I definitely feel blessed. And we all are. We all blessed and highly yeah. saved. So everybody yeah. has to remember that and know that. I think what's, yeah. what's most exciting for us is like, you know, and to your point you were making earlier, when we put this project out, we had, a, we really wanted it to be impactful. Like it was really bigger than, than Kanye, bigger than Cootie. It was just using their stories to be able to really plant a seed to people to help them move in their passion. And, and, and yeah. Get, yeah. To a higher power. And, God to help you know overcome all the adversities in life when you're trying to move in your passion and in your genius and you know it was remarkable the fact that because you know there are people that sit on either side of the shoulder of Kanye and so but the, the fact that like the people that aren't in favor in a way of um, understanding the bigger lesson behind this this project because they could have and they could have hit Twitter and they could have you know blocked all the positivity with negativity and they and they, they did and everybody embraced it and that, and that was love and that was amazing to see right right yeah. yes yes um now cootie i was gonna say if you're ever in new york city and you want to flex your comedy chops again i'm a member of the friars club so we'd love to have you if you ever want to oh. <laughs> i'm serious yeah. I, got, I got i got a i got a room to practice that yeah that well I no it's out. i wouldn't even say you practice i'd say uh it's a it's a pretty big room it's where they originated the roast you know it's like it's yeah, a don't, be Cootie, don't be surprised if don't be surprised if cootie pops up on y'all because when, that, <laughs> when d-ray came like cootie when cootie popped up and really did his thing so I, like Seriously? i said i wouldn't be surprised oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, it'd be, wait it'd be a few, It'd be a few times I'm in the comedy club, like, oh, I go up there and rip this. Tonight. Oh, we are doing <laughs> you know this. We are so doing this. I am a comedy whore. I love, I literally love comedy shows. I'm a chaser. I love uh-huh. it. So we are doing this. I'm going to, re- I'm going to stalk you no. until you get to the Flyers Club. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to stalk you. I won't do that. I won't do how that. Many, Cootie, Cootie, how many minutes, how many minutes you think you're good for right now? Um, right now, I mean, yeah. uh, no minutes. I have to, I have to get back up. I, I I got I got to I got to forty minutes uh oh, forty minutes set. But, okay, but yeah, I feel like so, there's such there's you know. so many good things that you could turn into a joke right now that probably shouldn't be um oh, joked man. about. But you know what? That's okay. That's what comedy <laughs> so is. Many. Just yeah, we just we just <laughs> can't so get canceled. Many. Can't get canceled. Well, <laughs> guys, this has been so exactly. lovely. Um, I hope that our paths cross in person sometime. You you guys are seriously awesome. Very thoughtful guys very truthful guys and and very intelligent oh, and spiritual so i appreciate you just keep oh, the roof for us for the next project so we can come speak to you again yes i can't wait this is lauren conlin you guys can follow me lauren underscore interviews i have a great instagram that you guys are going to be a part of so yeah check it out um oh, all right oh, cootie yeah. and chike thank you so much follow, follow us too follow oh yes too. wait shout out yours right now because you guys have one together and I separately am. Uh, mine is at, at at Cootie Rock. Yep. And uh, and I'm at Koza C O Z A H. And, and then, then you have the official, yeah, the, Cootie yes. and the official one, Cootie and Chick. I think I follow that one, and I follow your separate ones too. Yeah. So I'll stalk you everywhere. Leave a okay. <laughs> I leave will. A, leave a DM. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll slide in. I'll slide in right now. 
Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Lauren Interviews. I hope you loved this episode just as much as I did. Um, I also have a new podcast out on iHeartRadio on WOR710. It's actually a radio show um, that airs Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. I know. I'm the Energizer Bunny. Um, It airs at 6 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and um, it's a podcast after. So you can catch that if you would like to learn um, a little bit more about how to be a better person. Um, I have awesome guests on that show and it's not like a health food show. It's like a lifestyle show. You'll like it. Trust me. You'll like it. (laughs) Okay. um, Thanks for listening.